Hey guys, welcome to the Play My PDX podcast. And today we have a special guest named Ingrid Thompson. She is a writer, a podcast host, as well as someone that is very wise in the uh, business field because we all know as creative people that we are all entrepreneurs. We either we're doing videography, photography, music, or writing books. We have such a great platform, and this is the best time in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of your life and you're like, I don't want to do this job anymore. I want to be able to build something for myself and to grow yourself as a person, as a business person, as well as a professional person in the world. It's just important to be able to have those guidances, to have that intellect, and as well as to be able to know how to go about that in the best possible way. So welcome to the show, Ingrid. Thank you so much for your time. And she's coming from Australia. So this is such a great honor. Thank you so much, Stephen, for inviting me. And hello, everyone. Welcome. I hope we're going to have some fun together. We are indeed. So what, I guess, like, did you start your your podcast before you started your own business? Or was that like kind of hand in hand? I kind of like just want to know what was the, the root of it. Yeah, well, the podcast, I had been involved in podcasting for a while. I was invited nearly 10 years ago to a conference for virtual assistants to help them, to show them how to set up a podcast so that they could do it for their, their business owners or their bosses. And that was that 10 years ago when podcasts were kind of around and then they kind of died down a bit. Mm-hmm. And they, <clears throat> there weren't so many around. And then about five or six years ago, there was a resurgence. And I had been listening to John Lee Dumas. Um, and I went out for my early morning walk every morning and I'd been listening to him. And I had started to really work on my business because I'd been in business for nearly 20 years, working with small businesses, helping them grow, helping them put in systems, helping them understand finances. And I was thinking of a way that I could communicate what I did to people who wanted to do what they wanted to do. And because I had decided I was going to work particularly in this area about helping people get started in a business, I thought, what if I interviewed people about what it was like to start a business? So I started a podcast called So You Want to Start a Business, and I put together my 10 questions because that was John Lee Dumas's model. He has the same questions for every episode. And I started asking people those questions. And I have to say the very first person I interviewed was somebody I had enormous regard for. And I was just beside myself with excitement that he would agree to um, be on my podcast, but the technology got the better of me and I'd never recorded it. And I was so grateful that he had, because he said to me, you know, Ingrid, I'm just going to record this as well, just in case anything happens. And he did. And I'm glad he did because I used his. So that was my first one. And then I'm now up to 120 something episodes, but it was really to help people hear the stories of what it's like to start a business. Okay. Yes, and and it, it and it was fun for me to do it was a challenge um now right. there is i've just read something that you know something like eighty five thousand new podcasts have started in the last month so there's a lot of podcasts out there but certainly when i was starting four years ago it, there weren't so many podcasts right and that's so incredible you were able to actually interview someone that you had high regard for as such a such a, like a new position because a lot of people yeah. they they have to be able to know someone or be in it for years before someone even notices that they are doing it. So that's such an honor to be able to have that. So did they, did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you or how did that conversation work? someone in the community that I was part of. So um, I I did, so it goes to what you just said there, Stephen, it was somebody who um, I knew, but he was quite high profile and, you know, he already had a successful podcast. He had written two best-selling books. So he was someone who was quite well known, but he's just generous. And, you know, he had a lot, his episode is still one of my favorite episodes because of some of the things he talks about. Um, He went into partnership with his um, long-term school friend um, and how they how they managed their business and the sorts of things they did early on and um, you know I think everything he said then is still as relevant today even though they've been in business 10 years so you know I I think some of those stories um, 
I just, and he's a very nice person, mm. Adam Franklin. It's episode number one, um, okay. you know, and it's still there. I, all the episodes are still there. I think some of the people with a lot of podcasts, some of those early episodes are all gone now, but my early ones are still there. And I've also interviewed a lot of people that probably most people would never have heard of. Um, mm. You know, I have a mixture. I mean, John Lee Dumas has now been on my podcast. Wow. Um, I was on his podcast, um, you know, but there's also lots of people who are running beautiful small businesses that are really making a difference in the world in their small world and you know so i love that as well it's not just high it's not a high flying target right. audience it's 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 real because Good. you know some of that's beyond the reach for some of us you know we we want to create something that's a lifestyle business or even something that's right. more of a side hustle so yeah totally i love that you said that it's real because if if we came on here every week or every day and showed up to our, our shows or our businesses and said, I just don't really know if I want to do this every single moment. We would, it would show, it would show so obvious in the way that we live our life and the way that we treat others. And it's so important to be able to have that transparency because we're at 30 episodes now and you're at 130 and you know, but that momentum that you had to be able to get to that point is, is so important because you can't just, be at a place of, I guess I will do this. It's like, no, like this is my heartbeat. This is my, this is my life. And this is my lifestyle. I love that you said the lifestyle business. Cause if we can go through life, just kind of like halfway going into it, we're not going to fully enjoy it because we're only going to get half of it. And people want to know the full heart of you, the full heart of what you're doing. And I think that's why, Honestly, from my opinion, I think that's why he took the time to interview you and to be able to take that because he saw that. He saw your heart. He saw your joy. He saw all the different areas that make you who you are. And he saw that you were going all in at the very jump. And he's like, I want to invest in this person and like have them on my show. And I want to fully know Ingrid as a person, as an author, as well as a businesswoman. I think that's an incredible gift that you can just give to people. So I just like really applaud you for that. And thank you. Thank you for saying yeah, that, Stephen. You're yeah. so welcome. Um, so do you do podcasting and you're an author as well. So is this your full-time um, quote unquote career job? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's all part of, so let me just shamelessly promote my book. Yes, so you want to start plug. a business. I kept it, I kept it really simple, you know, <laughs> keep the book the same name as um, the podcast, the mm -hmm. podcast, the same name as the book. So the book is seven steps to help people start a business. And it's a practical one-on-one, um, you know, it, it will, it will live the test of time as well, because even though it mentions some of the social media that come and go, it, you know, the fun, the business fundamentals are there. So I, predominantly work with health professionals um, so people who are incredibly good at what they do to help their clients mm -hmm. and along the way haven't been taught a lot about how to grow and start and build a business so um, you know that I've, over the 20 years I've been in business I've worked with many different types of businesses and I've really found myself drawn to the people who work in well-being and health and fitness um, because of the sort of work I love to do in terms of um, I love to feel good. I love to be able to sleep at night. I like to eat well. Right. I love how our body feels when it's functioning properly. And this is a group of people, you know, physiotherapists and chiropractors and Pilates instructors and dentists and acupuncturists and yoga instructors who mm -hmm. everything they do is about helping their people, their clients right. live better lives. And if I can help them run a better business, then they can help their clients live a better life. So right. it works for everybody. Mm. Wow. That's incredible. So, but I don't think you like will limit yourself to those kind of people though, because no, it sounds like no. you have such a great reach and yeah. would you um, mind giving like the seven steps, like as a steps, like obviously we're gonna, not going to have you like give your book away on here, but like just <laughs> the different kind of like things you help people walk through. Cause I think as people that are in the arts and creativity of entrepreneurship, they just don't even know how to start because we've been hearing a lot yeah. of people say, Hey, like it's just important to start a business, but people are like, okay, I feel this in my heart. I feel this in my mind, but like, how do I start a business? 
Yeah, that's such a great question. And honestly, if anybody wants the PDF copy, you can get the Kindle version on Amazon for just a, a dollar or two. You know, we all know what Kindle's like. But if yeah. you want the PDF, I'm happy to email um, Ingrid at healthynumbers.com.au and I shall send it to you. So the first, the introduction and the first part is who are you to start a business? So, you know, when you're getting started, what is it about you? Are you interested in business? Are you interested in what you do? Are you interested in people? And then the second is your idea. So what is that idea? And the idea is, and sometimes you have to be a little bit like a detective to find out what that idea Mm. actually is. Um, I don't know if anyone likes to, you know, watch the detective shows, but they kind of (laughs) go down some some wrong laneways and they, um, you know, they they follow the wrong guy and then they find out it's someone else. So sometimes your idea is a bit elusive like the the bad guy. Um, And then who is the client? You know, so the first is you and then your idea and then the client. And then it's important to think about brand and how you're going to brand yourself. But I do know that some people just want to jump straight into that. You know, they want to jump straight into the branding and the selling and the, you know, what colour will my logo be? And But it's really important to get back to what's the idea first and who, who are you selling it to? And then after that, some of the serious stuff, the structure, you know, how are you going to structure the business? Do you understand finances? How much money do you need to make? How much money do you need to earn? How much money do you want to pay yourself? Um, You know, all your insurances, all of that kind of stuff. And then there's the whole marketing. Um, And, you know, a lot of the people that you're working with in your creative um, space there, a lot of them probably offer a service to market and to help market other people's businesses. So then when they cycle back to the beginning and they say, well, what is my idea? The idea comes from what is the value you provide provide to the customer that you're providing it for so that's sort of the seven steps wrapped up there yeah that's perfect i think you nailed it on the head when you said that it's about knowing the why of and like also knowing who because a lot of times we we don't we have to always rely on our why because the why will always draw us forward but if we just go forward without a direction we're going to be just driving aimlessly so if we know who our people are, our target market is, and we know the reason why this is an important thing to start a business or to start a creative space for people in the arts, because what, what led us to be in a place of going in this kind of like circle of uh, lowering the bar for creatives is because the bar is so high and a lot of people are discouraged by it. A lot of people are intimidated by it. And what we said was, you know, it's important for us to, to fully grow alongside them and not try to make them into this greater than life place. Because if you, if you put that pressure on them, they're not going to actually withstand the, tem- the, the test of time because yeah. it's easy to sidetrack and diverge something that's going to provide them value money stability because safety is what our culture truly relies upon which yeah. is you know those kind of words to me are like blah but you know like but we have to like understand that like that's important for people to have that safety net to be able to have those um those uh floaties in the in the pool while you're going out you know and what we are oh, I saying, love that. I love saying that. Like, yeah. jump in fully and we'll be your floaty and we'll like actually help you like move forward instead of like having you take the full step and trying to um i guess like do it all on your own because we we believe that we go further together as a community and we and we can we've seen that we've seen our like customers and clients grow and we've also like been able to walk with them in the midst of their you know very beginning like i don't even know what music looks like what i've been just having this feeling for so long but it was so scary and i'm like perfect you're in the right spot like yeah. welcome to poema and we are here to help you fully embrace the call on your life as a creative as a person and as you know a musician and we want to like steward that so well 
Oh my gosh, that just makes my heart sing. Listen to that, it's so beautiful. And you know, I think when you talk about what you're what you're achieving there at Poema is what's so important for people who are similar in their thinking is to be amongst people who are similar. Um, and you know, for creative people who are, you know, that it's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of approaching business. It's super important for them to have the support around them of people who think like them. Um, and at the same time, have some of the practicality of, uh, because I know creative people are actually very practical and very disciplined in their own way. I mean, nobody does what some of the most creative people in the world have done without having systems and processes and having a, a discipline about how they approach that. Um, you know, it, 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 it looks like it's kind of like airy fairy, but it's not. It's actually got a real rigor to it. And that's what business needs. Business needs a rigor. And by understanding finances, by understanding structure, then you set yourself up with a solid foundation to actually bring that creativity into something that can generate a lifestyle and generate a business. Exactly. That's mm. exactly mm. what we, we saw and what we saw the, the niche that, you know, it's a huge niche that huge. like to go on to, but that's because it's a need. Like it's such a need. And a lot of times we've been having interviews and talking to people and throughout it, it's been like, where have you guys been my whole entire life? Like we need this. And like, can we just like start now? Like, can I move to Portland to be able to be part of this? And you know, different things like that. And you know, like that's really sings to our heart because we're on the right path. We're on the right journey. And as someone that's going into a business and into the, the great unknown of the entrepreneurial life. Like you want to have those green lights as you're going, obviously you'll get the yellows, the reds as well of like, okay, be cautious or like, Hey, like don't go here, like redirect, but it's never a place of I'm going to give up. I'm going to stop. It's like, no, like the yeses are coming in that people need this and we need to like continue to grow and to like love them where they're at and like, help them become the best version of themselves. And that's what drives us to fully embody and like embrace the creative yeah. in our space. Yeah, that's so lovely. And, and I think, you know, although I work with a lot of health professionals, mm -hmm. a lot of their underpinning desire is to change the world, is to make the world a better place. Right. And they do it through health and well-being, and creators do it through creating what they create so yeah. you know it's all about the same kind of thing isn't it it's about mm -hmm. helping people it's about changing the world it's about making the world a better place so the, the underpinning why yeah. if we come to that about what what is that why the, the underpinning why is similar it's just the what and the how that it's yeah. how it plays out is is not that different there's a lot of empathy there's a lot of compassion there's mm -hmm. a lot of tea you know so all of those sorts of words and characteristics are there um for people who work in the creative space um yeah. and then it's to figure out how they do what they do and what it is they actually do and i think yeah. that, that if you come back to why is it a business um and you know if you want to make money, there has to be a business aspect to it. Like right. to be frank, unless you've got some kind of independent money coming in and just sort of lands <laughs> in your bank account because you've got some rich relative who's decided oh to sponsor you. <laughs> right. And our why oh. can our why can never be money. It can never be the sole purpose of it. No, it really can't. It's it's got to be something bigger than that. And you know, we're using Zoom right now, Stephen. And, <laughs> You know, like, do you know the story of Zoom, don't you? It's this guy, no, Eric Wan. Uh, okay, so Eric Wan was living in China and his girlfriend was living a 10-hour train trip away. And so he was working... Um, he was working in a tech company so he kind of was a techie sort of person okay. and what was around at the time didn't do what this does and so he wanted to develop something that he could have a conversation with his girlfriend on a regular basis that felt like they were together because mm. you know 10 years ago skype was still kind of scratchy and webex yeah. was there but it wasn't like this and i mean everything is fantastic now but 10 right. years ago none of this was doing what we what it's doing exactly. and so here's why his why was to be as close to his girlfriend as he could, That's but so be sweet. 10 hours train trip away. So wow. now you can see why this works so well, because the underpinning why was so strong. And mm. then 
whoopoo, it turned into billion, billion, billion dollar <laughs> business. And, you know, thanks to <laughs> events in the world, it's turned into an even bigger billion, billion dollar business. But, right. you know, like, I think that is such a beautiful example of the why really driving the business. And, you know, maybe he did know he was going to be onto something that was going to go on to be great. Um, but, you know, his underpinning why at the time was to create that connection with his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. That's that's such a sweet like love story too. (laughs) Yeah, just to be able to see that people use this platform for interviews or for business conferences or school now, like so many different things. But to start off in I think the greatest why is love. Like it's a passion that you have that will always draw you closer and draw you further to continue to move forward. So Man, that's so sweet. <laughs> Isn't it nice? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have another question, of course. Um, and you've been so great. Thank you so much again. Like, I just love the value they're giving. And I just want to talk about that on your episodes because I've listened to some of them. And it sounds like you're more so hearing, like, you're hearing the people's, like, why they start the business. Like, you're hearing, like, the business platform. Is that your kind of, like, way of showing value of, like, giving people encouragement to like start a business or is it you want to like break down the barriers and the walls that like make it so big for people to even like think because I think when people hear business they think of Amazon they think of the big head honchos that are just like going and making bajillions of dollars and they have so many employees probably a bunch of headaches and a bunch of alcohol around their house that they're just like okay like I just need to like just relax and like don't think of it in that big of a place but like just to start small and letting it grow organically is that what you're trying to trying to allude to yeah I think I think um that's part of it um is that it, it and I think it's because I interview people who have had interesting stories. It's, I love stories. Um, my mum mm-hmm. was a storyteller. She encouraged us to make up stories. Um, and I think that when we hear the story told from the business owner's perspective um, and some of the lessons learned and like what might we have done differently with not a, not a kind of let's go back and do it again. You know, we can't do something differently, but what might we do differently? And I'm, what I'm also really interested in, this is partly, I guess, for me as well, is how that's changed over time. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I like to ask people is what are the characteristics they have that make them feel like they're successful in business and it's often things around resilience and persistence and a willingness to learn and a desire to be creative and you know so those same themes come up over and over so you know I guess I'm helping people hear that those are the sorts of characteristics that are necessary to be in business and to work on developing those and one of my favorite questions is when did you realize you were in business and that's always been <laughs> fun you know it's like okay when was that moment but also that why did they get in into business that you know like that what was their idea and some of the stories have been they started here but ended up over there because what the market wanted was somewhat different to what they thought they were going to offer Uh, yeah and at the end of the interviews pretty much everybody says to me how much they've enjoyed having our conversations because I think the other thing is my gift to them because not often do people get a chance to tell their own story. I mean, we're encouraged to put it on our about page on our website and, but you know, to actually get interviewed and tell our story um, about how we got into business. Uh, You know, for me that it wasn't an intention when I started it, but now so many people say it was such a lovely experience for them. So I feel like that's another one of my gifts that I can give to people is that opportunity to tell their story. Yeah. And I think a lot of times you're so right about like the about page, but like a lot of times people are not so invested in the about until they understand that they're going to get the value from the product, the service they're getting. Like, you know, so a lot of times it's like, Oh, like people want to hear about the story of them and like way later on when they are successful and like, it's, and it's like way too far in I guess like too far in advance or in the future to, for them to like remember or for them to like fully be in that place, which is why like I think having these interviews and podcasts now to be able to have these interviews with these creatives and these people that like are literally no names or some of them are big names. But at the end of the day, like we're not about labels. We're about building a community and like knowing that and understanding that there is a greater amount of 
life that pe- that could be shared and that could be like experienced when you start to remove labels and you start to just hear the story of the people and like hearing okay like the drive for zoom was love the drive for poema was the the fact that people cannot afford to spend thousands of dollars in a studio just to be able to say i might get to a place of being able to tour as an artist which as we're looking at our world now it's like wow touring is not even an option <laughs> you know like what does that even mean like what does that even look like for the future of artists and the future of photographers and different kind of community things that we're just like recalibrating now it's like well this is amazing because we can still build amazing content we can still build community but like it's just going to change and like i think if we can fully hear the story and the why and we that why is going to be like rooted in a deep passion of love for the art for business for people to express to grow or for other people like hey like i think you're unstoppable force on like i think it's amazing to be able to to move out of that place because if you can have your why rooted in a very profound way of love or meaning that's like really important to you then like there's nothing that's gonna like stop you from wanting to do the late nights, to do the early mornings, to get up at 6.30 in the morning or get up at, you know, like whatever it is or stay up until 6.30 in the morning working on stuff. Like, because those are the realities of it because we are building something. We are literally taking, I think of it as like a child, like you're taking care of a child. Like the business is yeah. your kid and you're like nurturing it, you're growing it, developing it, you're learning about it and you're watching it grow into an awesome, like, human or an awesome business you know and like the further you go into it you get to like actually like just look and like take a seat back and look at look at how much the business has grown and like you just were able to sit back and look at it and be in awe and like like man I'm so in love with this this is so amazing yeah yeah I love that I love what you said early on in that about the about page and how paying attention to that right from the very early um, part of the business is because that's where the essence of why we get into the business comes from. And then as you say, as it gets to grow and other other factors come in and, you know, maybe team and, and demands, sometimes mm-hmm. that why can dilute or it can get uh, pushed in the corner or because right, yeah. <laughs> it's really got to be, it's got to stay here front and center, hasn't it? Um, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so so good oh my mm-hmm. gosh so yeah. like, Stephen, uh, i reckon we could talk for hours <laughs> I, I feel like we're gonna be talking for a little bit of time so this is gonna be great <laughs> so uh, oh my gosh i know i have so many more questions and so i'm just i just hope that people are just soaking this in that they're just gonna like be able to fully take it and run with it and um so I have to ask, because I'm in the middle of writing a book right now, um, and it's about my story, because I think our story is important. And obviously with that being the case, how was it for you as a writer and a podcaster and a businesswoman to like juggle those things? Because, you know, those are a lot of heavy hitters that you're, that you're walking in. So I, that's such a good question because sometimes I can take on too many things, um, but I do, how I wrote the book, I started writing a different book, um, but I had a book coach. So I was, um, I had somebody who had said to me, map out what you're doing, what you're going to do. And I mapped it out and I'm not really one of those, what do you call that? Where you do the the pictures that go like a mind map. Uh, Um, Yeah, I'm much more lineal um, in terms Mm -hmm. of, but I did the mind map and I had my chapters. And once I started writing it, I thought, I actually don't really, like I'm not even interested in this book. So I (laughs) I thought, if I'm not interested in writing it, nobody's going to be interested in reading it. So I put that away for a while. And then I think I started the podcast first and I thought, you know what? And I set myself at, um, When I started the podcast, I was kind to myself. I said I would have an episode every two weeks because I thought if I had an episode every week, I might find that a bit onerous. 
And I mm -hmm. don't, I know that that could sound like I didn't set myself up with enough of a challenge, but if I set myself up with such a huge challenge, then I might crumble. And I've right. managed to maintain every two weeks for pretty much the whole time. I had a little gap because we had a little family thing happen and I just took two months off. And that's just, I gave myself permission to do that. Things happen. Yeah, be kind to um, yourself. But with the book, we, um, I joined a group and we had this challenge to have a thousand words a day for 30 days. And so I set myself a time slot every day that I was just going to write. So I had my seven chapters, start a business. Who are you? Um, what is your idea? What is your, um, who is it for? You know, my chapters. And you know, what I did was I actually wrote it all out of order. So I wrote, I wrote the fun bit first. Wow. I started yeah. with, <laughs> I thought, I want to write that bit. I'm going to write this bit. Tap, 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 tap. And yeah. so I had, <laughs> I had it all out of order, but I had it in order in a way, because I am quite logical. So that was, I mean, and that's different to writing your story, but maybe your story, you could, you know, like if you were writing your story about when you were, you know, under 10 and then from 10 to 15 and then 15 to 20, you might want to write different bits of it at different times. You, you might want to write about your relationship with these people and then you want to might write about your relationship with these people. And then what I did was I gave it all to the editor. Okay. And then she's, and what was really interesting was about halfway through writing the book, um, I engaged an editor who gave me some information about how to set out my book. And so I read that and I wrote the rest of the book and she said that the second part of the book was actually much better written. There was parts of the book were much better written than others. So the editor had, she said she could see where I had put some discipline around how I was writing. And so we had three drafts backwards and forwards from an editor mm -hmm. um, who then produced yeah, and I still changed some of her words because it didn't still didn't. I mean, it had to still sound like me. Right, um, it's important. There's, there's some of it that doesn't. There's a, there's one sentence I was just reading the other day, and I thought, whoever wrote that, not me. Um, but <laughs> it's, it is, you know, you can tell how I talk. I'm 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 light but serious at the same time, mm -hmm. and the book has that. The book is light and serious at the same time. Um, yeah, I think it's it's beautiful. And it's got this gorgeous cover. It's kind of like a textured cover. So even though people might want to um, get the Kindle, the physical book is actually beautiful to touch. Uh, but the process of it was discipline. So that 35 days that I just wrote every day, and that included Christmas. It included um, all over Boxing Day, New Year's Day. Wow. And my sister was visiting Sydney. I live in Sydney. My sister lives in Brisbane. And my sister was visiting. And I remember her being at my front door and saying, Ingrid, and it's summertime for us. You know, we went to the beach every day. Mm -hmm. But I came home, I had my shower, and I sat down and I wrote for an hour and a half. And um, Lisa said, come on. And I said, nope. I'm busy. This is my discipline. I have to do this. If I take one day off, then I'm, I've broken it. So yeah, that was how I actually, um, it, it just, I had to make up my mind and I had to do it. And maybe some other things fell by the way, you know, maybe the house wasn't as clean as it could have been, you know, maybe we ate takeaways, you know, and I think yeah. that's what happens, you know, when you're really focused on a project, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, um, I still had my visitor, you know, my sister and her, her son, my nephew came to visit. But I, and we tried to keep life as normal as it is and I still had my clients, but I kind of eased back with that. And Christmas was a good time because a lot of people's businesses are a bit slower at that time. So my client demand wasn't as great as it was then. So it was just being really smart about when I chose to write it. Yeah, that's so important to have a discipline. I think that's something that we as a culture can really like feel is um, like lacking because we are so driven by results and by wanting to see things happen instantly. We've been so spoiled and we've been so, uh, instant gratification is a real thing that people just have to realize it doesn't come, doesn't come when it comes in a form of a business, in the form of a writing, a form of a podcast. Like, like you said before, like every single one of your episodes that you've been having is like, the consistency of each episode, the continual decision to move forward, to keep the why at the forefront. You can't let lose that why. You can't lose that passion, desire, because it'll show. It'll bleed through everything. So to have that time, yeah, some things may fall through the cracks. Like, okay, my bed might, might not be made, or you know, I might be eating 
takeout food or I might just have to cut something out that is not like family. Like I have to like cut something that's an extracurricular activity. Like of course family will always be like number one priority, which you have obviously shown and like, but you have to like understand like, okay, like I need to focus on this thing and everything else is just kind of like noise and like being able to understand that in the quiet, you will always have that creative juice that will come through. And if you busy yourself too much in the midst of your own process, you're going to just literally go in circles because you're not going to have time to think. You're not going to have time to actually be in process because you're going to be trying to handle the rest of the world and carrying on your shoulders when you can't, you literally just, you're not able to, we're human beings at the end of the day, you know, our capacity is limited. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, something else that I knew is that I have a time of the day when my brain works the best and it's this morning time, you know, it's either now or it's that sort of up until 12, one o'clock. But after that, that's, you know, I know that that's a different part of my brain works. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was two other things that, um, that I did was I had a photograph of the person I was writing the book for. So Mm. I had my ideal person. This woman is waiting for me to finish this book and that person's photo. And in fact, I remember um, my partner coming up to the um, office area we were and he said, who is this woman's photo on your desk? (laughs) (laughs) I said, that's the woman who's waiting for me to write the book. So when I sat down to write, I had her sitting beside me. So I knew I was writing to her, not to millions of people or tens of thousands of people, but I was writing the book for her because one person is going to read the book at a time, like one person is going to read that book. And the other thing you talked about how long things take. So that was that Christmas. The book was edited through the months after Christmas. And then I was approached by Morgan James, which is a publishing house in New York to publish the book. And so then there was, thank you. It was a to and a fro to get the cover done The book was released to bookshops the following June. So that is 18 months from when I sat at Christmas to the June to actually release the book. So it would have been a bit earlier had I self-published and I would have had some, I would have had a different, um, you know, I would have had a different way of doing the cover and, but because I was part of a process in a, in a publishing house, then the timing for the book release. So, you know, there I was sitting all of that time writing and it was 18 months before the book sat on the shelf. Oh I had gosh. a copy of the book. I actually had a copy of the book um, after Christmas. So 12 months later, the physical mm-hmm. book was there. But then because of publishing and timing, it was then another few months before it was actually in the bookshops. So, you know, <laughs> things take, and, and I know that with, you know, when you think about movies, we watch a movie now, but the movie was probably made three or four years ago because of yeah. what it does. To, to so many people involved out. in the movie. Like you look through the yeah. credits, you can sit through it for at least 15 minutes. <laughs> and you're like, wow, like this is a long process. And for them to be able to even create these films in a year time or even shorter is incredible because... And Stephen, that's... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, it's, go for it. <laughs> I don't want to cut you I was just going to say, and that's why podcasts are so good because you and I can do this now mm-hmm. and this could be out to the world in an hour's time. Right, exactly. And the, the fact is that people like to have this conversation like, because I... The more that I've done podcasts, the more that I've understand that like people want to have the intentional conversation. They just want to like know the the meat. They're they're not about like the fluff. They want to know like, okay, like I want to get something out of this. I want to like have something that I can engage with and I can be able to be part of and that will encourage me as a person or as a creative or as a teacher or whatever it looks like in their day-to-day life. Like people just want to be able to have that positive mentality the positive um information going into their into their heart and mind because i think it's so important what we put into our body is what we actually will fully be able to give out to the world yeah and you know as people may be walking their dog while they're listening to this they might be exercising on their bikes while they're listening to this they could be just out for a walk themselves or you know doing their housework while they're plugged in so you know most people do something while they're listening to a podcast as well so it kind of feels like you and i are helping them out or we're along that we're, we're there with them as they're doing what they're doing it's a very personal thing podcasting isn't it yeah like i use I love podcasting, like listening to podcasts when I'm running or when I'm like doing some 
like menial tasks, like going yeah. and doing dishes or sweeping, cleaning up the house or yeah. just being out in nature, like going for a hike and like li listening to the podcast about, you know, music or like engineering or any kind of like business stuff. Cause like, that's what personally like feeds my spirit and my soul. Cause I love how the business mind works. It's just so, so fascinating because I think for me personally, it's that place where I get to develop and grow and push myself to further limits and bounds. And I want to do that because I'm still young. Like I'm 29 years old. I'm at a like amazing position in my life where I'm able to fully yeah. just dive in deep and fully just grow and like learn. And I want to be a sponge. And there's so many people that can, that release information for free. It's like, holy smokes. Yeah. Like the people are selling like giving me free information and I can also be in school and I can also be doing this and working and like, man, I just want to be a sponge and like just soak it in because I want to give out what I take in. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And then one of the things I say right at the very end of my podcast is that mm -hmm. ideas and information need action. So totally. we do, yeah, we can soak it in and then what are we going to do with it? And that's, you know, like, what is the action that we're going to take? And, and you know, the action, sometimes we don't know, particularly when it comes to creative, because it, it might just strike you somewhere down the track. You know, it might, your action, you might be, where did that idea come from? You know, there's that <laughs> right. fantastic, is it the Citibank idea where she drew the logo and it was took her one minute and but it's actually 30 years of you know like there's a lot of that kind of thing and I think the same with the health industry you know people say well that only took you five minutes to do that operation yeah but I've been doing it for 30 years mm -hmm. it's 30 years not five minutes um right. you know a creative person might come up with something quite quickly but it's not because they've come up with it quickly it's because they've been doing music since they were three you know it's right that, or editing a yeah. photo or Doing yeah. videography, like all the different camera shots and lenses, like people look at Instagram as a great example because they're like, oh, like this is a great platform where I can see likes and I can see this quote unquote gratification that I want to get. But these people that are posting these photos are getting millions of hearts, like you know, double taps on their photo. Like they spend hours on like perfecting that craft. They get hours yeah. of looking it over and like actually having it be something that they want to share with the world. They don't just like, Oh, I'll take a selfie and like go and do it off the cuff. It's more of, Hey, I care about my work and I want to take the time to intentionally put that out into the world. Yeah. So with podcasts, we, we do editing afterwards. We, we create an intro, we create an outro, we have ads placement in there so we can help other people, not so that we can just be about ourselves. I think that's, the root of all business. If we have a business that is rooted in ourself or rooted in something that is not for bettering other people and helping them, we're going to, we're going to, we're doomed. We're going to fail because we have to like understand that we have to be giving more than we're receiving. Cause if we focus on giving, we will fully understand that those things will come back full force, full circle. And if we're focusing on giving and giving and giving like, man, how much more will you receive because you're reaching like millions of people or thousands of people or even one person like you said like that one person drove you to finish your book and you had that photo which i think man this is such a like a precious podcast right now with like the zoom call and then also the one person photo i'm just like oh my gosh this is so fun um but just being in that place where you're like hey i want to finish this book for you Hey, I want to create Zoom for you because I want to be in a, a tangible way via the internet, <laughs> like, which is in, like, who thinks about that? Who thinks about that one person? And like, that's what we should all be focusing on is that one person. Like, if we can reach that one person and change their life and make it worthwhile, then it's all worth it. Yeah. And, and I think if you when we're a small business, when we get started, we have the luxury, if you like, of being mm -hmm. able to think about that one person. You know, Eric Wan now has a gazillion people using Zoom, so he can't have yeah. that one-on-one. -on -one. But how do you keep that sense of one-on-one -on -one when you're a bigger business? And I often say this to people who are getting started, this is a precious time because when you have 
every single client, you know every single client, you know every, what every single person wants, you understand why they're coming to you and why they're choosing you. This is a precious time because as the business grows, it's harder and harder to keep track of every single person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I worked with a yoga studio, a, a beautiful woman who runs a yoga studio. And when she first started, she knew every single person who came in. And, and even six months later, 12 months later, she still knew every single client coming in. And then after a couple of years, I, I was at one of her sessions and she said, you know, Ingrid, I've lost track of some of the people. She said, there's so many new people come in now. And she said, I know they're, they're my people because they're here. But she yeah. said, I can't say hello, Karen, because I don't. I don't know where she said, you know, even a year ago, I knew everyone. And, uh, and so that, that ability to know everyone is a very precious time in a business. I know we're all looking for scale and we're all looking to be the whatever the words are um, business, but seriously, you know, this is precious when you know who all your people are, like when you walk into your creative space and you know who all the people are, you know, there's going to come a time when you walk in and there's going to be clients in there and you think, gosh, where did all these people come from? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I can be like hearing that from my employees, of course, but like, you know, it's not the same as right now where I'm like, hey, hey, Brian, or hey, hey, Amber, or hey, hey, this person or whoever. Yeah. Like, it's just like those yeah. kinds of places where like I really am taking this time in to know people, to hear their story, to reach out to them, to be available because, yeah, it's a very precious time. It's a place mm-hmm. where, you know, a lot of people we can be so forward and future driven that we can even miss out on like the yeah. precious time of right now. Mm. And like, it's like growing know, up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. You're like, man, I really wish I could just continue to play all day, have no responsibility and like, you know, get fast food or be able to just like have homework, which is like super, not even that hard to do, but then you like get older, like, okay, work, family, or no family work, you know, like school and all these kinds of things that like just add on, add on. You're like, man, if I can only just be back to being yeah. a, a toddler again, like life would be so much like easy. But you know, I think it's important for us to have a childlike kind of posture of growing, learning, inspiring, pushing. Because I think like we have created our own boundaries in our life the older we get because safety net feels good and we know what it looks like we know how to get there but when mm-hmm. we're children safety is not our first concern like it's the last thing on our mind it's like oh yeah it's i'm assumed. gonna jump off it's- this and <laughs> yeah it's assumed wow i like that um and you know we have this place of being fearless this place of understanding that we can do anything but the older we get we're like nope boundaries nope we got in trouble for that nope 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 we're like actually we just start to say no to ourselves instead of saying yes to ourselves, and understanding that that's okay to say yes to us and to understand that opportunities may come our way and we can say no to them we can say hey like i'll take a rain check on this let me know like what this looks like and like understanding that we have our own boundaries that we can place but not that the boundaries don't are not placed on us but they're placed on opportunities in our life that like can be the noise distractions that can limit us from being our best self yeah amazing well i want to end this podcast i know we can literally go for we, just, yeah. we can keep on talking for oh my gosh like i believe let's like do it hours again. let's let's have another one another time let's, yeah. yeah and i would just love just we'll just have another one and we'll it'll be super good i'm super stoked i'll probably get another like super specific question for you just as things are going and growing and like as people listen to this, we can definitely hear their feedback and like, hey, like, what, what kind of value would you want to hear from this as a creative person or as a entrepreneur in this kind of facet? And I think that'll be a really amazing um, yeah. piece of information for people to put in their life and put in their ears. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Stephen. Yeah, you're welcome. But before, before we have you go on with your beautiful day in Sydney, Australia, um, we would love just to hear how we can connect with you um, via your book. Where can we find that? I'm going to use some skinny little plugs here and there, but just so we can wrap it all up at the end so that people can be clear and concise of how to support you, how to get a hold of you, how to like, pick your brain and get all the wisdom out of you. <laughs> 
Well, I, I think what I would like to um, just draw what I said together is that, you know, if, if being creative and having a business is your dream and your desire, then really it is what is the value you provide and who do you provide it to? And um, the clearer you get about that and the why you're doing it, the more power you're going to have to be creative in the direction that it needs to go. Um, it's really important to understand finances, like how much money do you actually need? Money is just a means of exchange. It's it's a right. thing. It's just mm -hmm. a thing. It could be stones or it could be shells. And in fact, in some cultures, that's what it used to be. So don't get caught up in the color of it or the number of zeros and that kind of thing, but just be practical about what you need. And then why are you doing what you're doing? And who are those one or two clients that are, you know, who is that photo that is going to keep you moving towards the goal that you've got? Um, and, you know, I, the best way to contact me is listen to my podcast. Um, if, if you're a creative and you've got a terrific story, I'm more than happy to look at whether we could have, um, you know, a guest on a podcast. Uh, my email is ingrid at healthynumbers.com.au and my website is healthynumbers.com.au com.au because ultimately it's about numbers i love numbers they're kind of reliable and they yeah. you know they're creative too you know some of the yeah. greatest mathematicians were creative yeah. um, my book as i said is called so you want to start a business and it is available on amazon it sits right there you can get the physical book or a kindle the podcast I like LinkedIn as a method for communicating. Um, the work I do doesn't really have many photos for Instagram, so that's not really my happy place. <laughs> yeah, I'm too old for TikTok, so I've discovered TikTok, <laughs> but I just thought, whoa, that's way another thing altogether. But I know that there's probably some of your audience that understands what it is and, and knows how it works. But uh, yeah, so I, that's, I'm, and I'm happy, honestly, I answer all my own emails. If you email me, um, if you have any questions about business, super, super happy to help. But thank you, Stephen, so much for the opportunity to be here. Yeah. I wish everybody in your audience and at your workspace to, you know, and anyone who's listening is just have that dream, know why you have it and keep going for it. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate you so much, Ingrid, and thank you so much for your time, for just what you've given, the insight, the value, and we know that there's so many people that are going to be impacted by this because, yeah, I'm just like, obviously, I want to pick your brain for another couple hours, which you might just have a phone call later on, who knows? We and might. Just, like, <laughs> that's and, okay. And that's totally fine, and we'll definitely have you on again. This, is, this has been so fun, and yeah, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you.